Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, every time I sit down to record one of these uh, spots, it's I don't know why it's always so difficult for me, so bear with me because I have to type them out and read them. But anyway, you may or may not have heard, uh, but we are so excited to announce that our new line of Modern Cowboy brand apparel is now available at National Roper Supply stores in Decatur, Texas and Wickenburg. Additionally, the Cowboy Whey Protein from our Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition line will also be available for purchase soon on the nrsworld.com website. And remember, when you purchase any products from nrsworld.com, use code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout for a 10% discount. That's 10%. And it's not only on Modern Cowboy brand products, but also on almost everything NRS carries with just a few exceptions. You can also go to... Uh, the link in our Instagram bio and click on the Modern Cowboy NRS link to see and shop all of my picks for all things Western. It's super cool. We have our own uh, web page in the NRS uh, website. So that's super cool to see. So anyway, hey, whether you're a Bronx spurring, bull twisting, all day cattle working cowboy, or you live in town and just bought your first cowboy hat, boots, or your first rodeo as a spectator, just remember, the Modern Cowboy brand is for you. Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy and all of us. Hey, also, we um, you hear a song on our podcast all the time, Cowboy. And I'm just super excited and proud uh, for the Modern Cowboy brand to be a sponsor of the Colt Barber American Cowboy Showdown and Colt's reality TV show, Saddle to the Stage. The American Cowboy Showdown is an IPRA and PRCA sanctioned rodeo and live music entertainment event with over 45 events planned for 2021. In the reality TV show, Saddle to the Stage, which will be airing on RFD TV and the Cowboy Channel, combines Colt's ranching and agriculture consulting experience with his music career to capture behind the scene outtakes of fast paced rodeo uh, action. Uh, the music industry on stage and in the studio and just the life and times of a modern cowboy who was a former rodeo competitor and is a businessman and Nashville recording artist and his touring band. So we're super excited to be a part of this and a part of Colt's vision. So go to uh, coltbarber.com uh, to see all the details and stay up to date and follow Colt on Instagram at coltbarberofficial. And as always, a huge thank you to you our listeners for your continued support. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Living 
in the stage I don't know nobody, nothing Everything I got's my own Some say I'm just a band to the bone I'm a cowboy, yes I am I was born to rope and ride everybody welcome to the modern cowboy podcast uh, i'm really thrilled to have my guest on today um bear pasco he epitomizes a modern cowboy i mean this guy uh you know when you when you look at him uh not only is he a you know i mean a top hand in the terms of being a cowboy but he's also a professional football player which is something that is so far from my realm of reality being five, seven, you know, and 150 pounds soaking wet with no athletic ability, uh, you know, with footballs. Matter of fact, I'm going to just tell a brief story, uh, just to kind of make bear laugh a little bit. I had a friend one time uh, when I was in my early twenties and he played football college, whatever. And they, they had a chance for guys to walk on to a, uh, San Francisco or not San Francisco, Sacramento, uh, semi-pro team, I think it was. So we worked at this gym. I was going to college and he goes, yeah, I'm going to walk on. And he was a quarterback and he goes, so, Hey, want to go out and throw the ball a little bit. So I was really training a lot and whatever. And I, I never played sports or anything. And so we go in the parking lot. We're at river city fitness and he goes way down there, you know, and I think I'm thinking I'm all athletic. He launches this ball comes flying at me. I put my hands up like when I catch it, it goes right through my hands and hits me right in the groin. I mean, and that's basically <laughs> the uh, the extent of my football career. So uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm not sure why I told that story, but uh, that being said, um, Bear is he's been there, he's done it. So we're going to talk a little bit about football. We're going to talk about cowboy stuff, and uh, I'm just excited to have him on the podcast. So Bear, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Man, Dan, thanks for having me. I'm I'm happy to be here. I've been uh, been listening to all your podcasts and getting caught up on all your all the guests you've had uh, on here, and just to be a part of that that cast is it's it's an honor. Well, I'm 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 thrilled to have you on. I, I'll tell you too. I've I've wanted to have you on for a long time, and uh, I, I may have reached out a few times, and then I'm so glad we were finally able to do it. And I'm sure you don't remember mm-hmm. this, but I did meet you at the NFR. At, 2018 Las, Las Vegas. Yep. And, uh, I was there. Yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah. And we took our picture and, and how, how tall are you? I'm about six, five or six, six, you know, depending on how I'm feeling that day. Well, well I've, I've got a picture of me standing by you and we literally look like, uh, twins. Matter of fact, I did a post one time that we're making a new movie <laughs> called the cowboy way, the twins or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> as I look like Danny DeVito, Santa next year. Uh, and matter of fact, that'd be uh, perfect. Little, little mutton Jeff. <laughs> yeah, ex- oh, dude. Well, and then I, I did a podcast with, uh, uh, Tyson Perez who plays baseball and, uh, his wife had mentioned, he goes, man, is, is Dan that small? And he goes, well, I don't know. He's that small. He goes, but bear Pasco is huge. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> anyway, it was a great contrast, but, uh, I, I just got a lot of mass. Got a lot of yeah, mass. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, and now you're, you live in California where, which is where I'm from originally. I'm from Northern California. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what, what part of California are you guys in? 
Uh, we're on the Central Coast. We're right here in uh, Morro Bay, which is about 10 minutes from San Luis Obispo, uh, right on Highway 1. Yeah, it's beautiful so, there. Yeah. Uh, I, I tell a lot of people I go from the, the highest mountain on our ranch here, uh, I can see the ocean. So it's oh. it's pretty awesome place to live. And, and I mean, I just can't really imagine living anywhere else. That's amazing. Now, how, how long have you guys had that place there? Oh, this, this ranch that we live on here belongs to Katie's family. Uh, my okay. wife, Katie's family. Uh, it's, and it's been in her family for a long time since her grandmother's dad bought it way back when. Okay. And uh, it's been a family ranch since then. It, it started out as a dairy. Um, they ran a number of dairy cows here for many years and then moved it over to a functioning farm and ranch. And, uh, you know, now we, we grow hay. We grow our own oat hay and we run about, we've got about 125 head of cow, mother cows that we run here. And, uh, you know, that's uh, Johnny and I kind of take care of those. And he he does all the hay and the girls ride barrel, ride barrel horses and train barrel horses. And so, I mean, every day we're, we're doing something, whether it's just improvements or taking care of something or moving cows around or, you know, working ground. So, yeah. Yeah. So now, and, and did you, you didn't grow up on that ranch then, right? No, no, this, uh, I grew up over in the central Valley, um, uh, just outside of Porterville, California. Okay. I, I was born in Bakersfield. And then when I was a little kid, my dad took a, a foreman job on a ranch right there, just outside of Porterville. Uh, and it was, it was a big, it's one of the bigger ranches in the Valley over there. And it was about 12, a little over 12,000 acres with the force permit and everything. And so I, we lived on that till I was about, shoot, a sophomore in high school. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We, we used to, we used to dove hunt down there quite a bit, Porterville. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good dove hunting, you know, them farmers put out that, uh, sunflower seed and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah, it's good. So um, did, now you started out, so you, you grew up on a ranch uh, mm-hmm. in, did you high school rodeo or? No, never did. Never, never high school rodeoed. When I was in, uh, I think seventh or eighth grade, I went to two junior rodeos and, uh, and that was it. Uh, but yeah, I, I grew up on a, on a ranch and, you know, riding horses and putting out salt, fixing fence, branding, shipping, you know, I was any, any chance I could be right there along next to my dad. And that's where my brother Ryan and I were, that's where we were at, you know, just trying to stay in his hip pocket. Right. And, uh, but I never did junior rodeo or, or high school rodeo or anything like that. I was more focused on, on football and sports and and stuff. Yeah. Now, did you feel like when you were in, in junior high or high school, did you feel like, you know, you were going to make it to the NFL or make it, uh, playing any other professional sport oh yeah yeah Yeah. there was there was never any any doubt that i wasn't going to go in the go to the nfl and in in my mind right and i'm I'm sure there's other people that thought different which (laughs) that's that's their own own opinion and that's fine uh but one of my earliest you know i i've told this to a number of people I, i remember sitting as a as a kid watching the 49ers and the dallas cowboys play uh, one time and I, I was sitting there thinking, I want to do that. Right. I, I want to play at that level. And ever since then, like, uh, that was my main goal was, was to make it to the NFL. And granted, I thought I was going to be, I thought I'd be going as a, as a QB, right. but, uh, you know, life throws some 
funny, funny curves at you and you just yeah. got to take it and roll with it. So, yeah. So you, you, you know. originally, you originally wanted to be a quarterback then, huh? Yeah. I was in high school when I was, I played high school football, I was a quarterback and actually we ran the, we ran the option in high school. So believe it or not, as big as I am, I, I was an option quarterback. So yeah. that was, that was pretty interesting. So I didn't, I didn't have a lot of passing yards coming out of high school, but I, I had a strong arm. And at the time I thought that's all it took. And right. I went, I got to Fresno state and, uh, there with Pat Hill and I spent my freshman year, my red shirt year, uh, running the scout team offense, uh, for Fresno. And, uh, that following spring, we had like three senior tight ends, uh, change positions or not change positions, but they graduated. And, uh, lo and behold, I was at home trying to work with a Colt and ended up breaking my throwing hand. Oh, and that kind of ticked Pat Hill off a little bit and, <laughs> you know, and, uh, so during our, our end of the year evaluation, uh, with all the offensive coaches, they, they bring you in a big room and you're sit, sat around this big long table and it's all the offensive coaches and just you and the head coach. And they sit you right next to the head coach and they tell you, you know, basically what you did good, what you did bad. And, where you needed to improve and stuff like that. And so right. we were kind of going through it and that's where they proposed the idea of me switching the tight end after we, after we just lost the three senior tight ends and they're like, no. And they told me too, they're like, you know, Hey, this is your decision. Right. Uh, but you're going to sit the bench as a quarterback for the next two years for sure. Cause Paul Pinnaker was still there. He was a senior. Right. He was going into his senior year. Uh, they had another kid right behind him. Tom Brandstater, who I ended up playing with, who they were really high on. Right. And uh had high hopes for. And so I was like, well, I really don't want to sit on the bench for, you know, another whole another year, possibly two. Right. And uh they're like, if you switch to tight end, you'll play this next season. And I was right. like, well, kind of made my mind up on the spot right there. I was like, you know, is is this I asked Pat, I and a couple other coaches, uh, I was like, is this the best thing for our team? Right. And they're like, oh yeah, this, this is, this is the way to go. And I said, all right, let's do it. Let's, let's go ahead and switch positions. And so that's when I switched going into that, my, uh, red shirt freshman year, I switched right. positions and moved over to tight end. And, and, yeah. and then, so, uh, you never, then you never played quarterback at all in, in the NFL. No, never nope. did. And, Gosh, dang it. When I got to New York with the Giants, I kept trying to get our offensive coordinator, Kevin Gilbride, to put in a tight end pass because he knew he knew I could throw. Right. And uh, I was like, just <laughs> one time. Come on, just one time. Let's just, let me sling it as far as I can down the field. I mean, right. end of a game, you know, we got to run the clock out. And, right. You know, just let me I don't care. Let me try to throw it as far as I can. <laughs> Never would do it. Never would do it. So he wouldn't give but, me the Rudy moment, huh? He won it. He won it. But the, I guess he, he had other stuff on his mind. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a big deal. Um, so now did, did you team rope competitively growing up at all or mm -hmm. did you? Okay. Um, yeah, I, I started, I started team roping when I was a young kid and, and uh, we'd kind of just ease around and go to little jackpots and stuff uh, around the Valley there, mm -hmm. you know, Tulare, Visalia, you know, yep. never really, traveled outside of there um and yeah i i 
jackpotted all the way up through through college and and stuff like that and then so, what what about uh, steer wrestling did you steer wrestle back then too or is that something you started mm -hmm. later no that's something i started later in life i, I started that later in life just because i was always focused on football right and you know steer wrestling adds its has its its dangers and yeah you know his its injuries and stuff like that and and granted team roping does too yeah uh but uh i was kind of focused on you know staying as healthy as possible for football and didn't want to take a chance of blowing out a knee or an right. ankle or shoulder or something like that and right. so i didn't start steer wrestling until i i'd made the, the decision to go ahead and retire from football yeah and and now when did when did you uh when did you get did you get drafted what year was that? I was drafted in, that was in 2009, 2009. Uh, I was drafted out of San, out of Fresno there to the 49ers. Okay. And how, mm -hmm. how long, how long you were, were you with them? Uh, about six months. Okay. Six months. They, they drafted me. might've been even less than that. Shoot. They drafted me in April and cut me in, uh, uh, first of September going in right after the last preseason game, my rookie year. Okay. Yeah. So it, it was, uh, it was an adjustment period for, for myself, you know, like, uh, going, they, the, the speed and level of play changes dramatic, dramatic, <laughs> drastically at each level, right. You know, from high school to college and then college to the pros and, and going from college to the pros, I mean, just the speed of the game and, and the knowledge it took to play. Right. Uh, more or less the speed for me was, you know, was a struggle. And right. so, uh, I was trying to adjust as fast as I could and just had a hard time with it. And, and so, uh, the Niners ended up letting me go after training camp there. And I spent a week up in Fremont, uh, California, hanging out and working out and then went on a couple workouts and was lucky enough to sign with the giants. And then, so you signed with the giants when 2010? No, it was 2009. It was, it was a week later. Okay. And then mm -hmm. did you play your whole season with the uh, giants? I mean, your, your whole career, I mean, uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I, I would have loved to, that would have been great. But I, I played with the giants from 2009 to about 2013. Okay. Uh, I played that full 2013 season. So I was there for about five, five seasons, five years. And then I ended up leaving there going to Atlanta. I played one season with Atlanta. And then after that, I kind of bounced around a little bit. I, I ended up signing with the Chicago bears and, uh, same type of deal signed with them in April. Um, went through all off season workouts, training camp, and just ended up, they didn't have enough room on the roster for as many tight ends as they wanted to carry. And they had three guys that were, had been there already. Right. And so it just ended up kind of pushing me out. And so that was in 2015 and shoot, I spent most of that season at home. Did you? Uh, yeah. Sitting at home, I was working out, training, working, uh, just trying to stay in shape. And then ended up getting a call from the lions, the G Detroit lions to go play the last three, three weeks of the season. And, uh, so went up there and ended up signing with them for three weeks and, and got a one more credited season under my belt and came home. It wasn't so, a bad little gig. No. So was that, was that <laughs> when you re, re, retired from the NFL was in 
2016? Uh, yeah, I decided to retire. Um, was probably be the spring of 2017. Okay. Uh, cause I came back that next year, uh, ended up getting signed by new, the new England Patriots in 2016, literally the day before training camp started, they, really? they flew me in for a workout and signed me and then just hucked the playbook at me and said, here, learn this <laughs> 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 and talk about scramble your brain. And, but, uh, was struggling again. It was one of those situations where you're, you're doing your best to learn and adjust as fast as you can and pick up the playbook, but it just, you weren't, I wasn't learning fast enough and had a, and what I was, I was struggling and, and, uh, just wasn't a good fit. So, uh, we ended up, the Patriots and I ended up parting ways and that was kind of the last team I was with. Um, I was kind of hoping because there was two weeks left in training camp and I was kind of hoping I get a opportunity to go somewhere else, uh, right. and work out. And I, I went down to the saints. I worked out for the saints. And then, uh, after that kind of came home and just, there really wasn't nothing. It was, it was a big tight end draft class that year. Right. And, you know, everybody's looking for, every team's looking for the next younger, stronger, faster athlete. Right. And, by that time I was considered an, an old guy, you know, and I was only, I think I was only like 28, 29, 30 at that, at that time. And right. You know, as, as life goes, not that old, but no, in <laughs> football years. Yeah. I was, I was on the older end and, uh, had a hard time finding a team just to even bring me in for a workout. And right. uh, that following spring, I sat down with my agent and, uh, we had a good, long, honest talk. And I was like, what are the chances you think we're going to find something? And right. he goes, honest, he goes, honestly, last year was a, a big tight end draft class. This year's looking to be a, a fairly big tight end draft class. He said, you're another year older and haven't played yeah. a full season and it's going to be tough. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? And, and Katie and I had talked about it before him and I sat down and right we'd kind of made up our minds that, you know, maybe it's time to start moving in another direction you know, start, start moving towards that next chapter of our lives. Yeah. So, so, so you get out of football now, had you, had you done any steer wrestling yet or did, did you just take up steer wrestling, you know, after you got out of football and, st- and stopped playing? Well, I, I started working on, uh, started sliding steers and kind of working on my ground game, ground game. Uh, in 2015 that year okay. i got released i got released from the bears and okay. i i came home and i was home about a month or so and uh it was like just kind of i'd wake up go work out come back ask johnny if he needed help right. you know just kind of looking for stuff to do and right stay busy and you know johnny and i when when i first met johnny uh and we kind of got to know each other uh, he made me promise him that I wouldn't, I would never jump a steer, slide a steer or anything like that in his arena until I was completely done with football. Gotcha. And so I, I stayed true to that. I'd, I'd come work, uh, work the shoot for all the college kids and stuff like that, but I, I never would jump in or try to slide any or anything right. until 
that I came and, and so in 2015, I came to him. I was like, Hey, Johnny, I was like, what do you, what do you think about me? You know, kind of starting to slide some steers. He goes, well, you know, he goes, you're in good enough shape that, you know, if something happens, you know, you can, you can bounce back pretty quick. Um, all right. Yeah. I probably won't hurt you to start working on your ground game. Right. And so, <clears throat> so I, that's in 2015, probably about October or so I started October, November, somewhere in there. I started sliding steers. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was a rough experience at first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how was that? Uh, you know, jumping off a, uh, you know, running horse the first time onto the back of a uh, large farm animal. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I, I didn't jump any for a long time. Oh, you didn't? Like, I, yeah, I took like darn near, I spent a, a, almost a full year just sliding them in the arena. Really? Before I, yeah, before I even decided to jump any. And it, was, it probably wasn't quite a year, but a little less. Uh, right. But that first, the first practice of just shoot dogging, I've never hurt so bad. Like I've, I've been through some pretty rough football practices and, right. you know, you make, you, you think you're, you're going to throw up and right and stuff like that. And I was like, I came out of that first practice and I was just like every movement I made hurt and <laughs> all those, all the college kids and Johnny, they were all laughing at me because they're like, Oh, big football player. He's <laughs> big tough football player I can't hang with the steer wrestlers and i was like what is going on <laughs> they're like yeah that's well, just something about it you know you can be in the best shape of your life but there's something different about being in steer wrestling shape yeah yeah well yeah. what's the, what's the average weight of those steers uh weighing anywhere from you know 350 400 to 600 yeah you know oh yeah, you know, and, and around this ranch, we, we like them a little bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, yeah. Cr that's crazy though. So it, it's, it's kind of like that, you know, the old saying, you know, you can be in great shape at certain things, but that you can go do another sport and you're going to have muscles. You didn't even know you had hurt. So. Oh yeah. And, and, and that was it. Like I just, I hadn't used that, those different muscles for a while and, and shoot later that night i was sitting in my easy chair just <laughs> struggling to breathe and katie's looking at me she goes what is wrong with you and i go i hurt all yeah. over yeah. <laughs> she's like oh come on <laughs> that, that's crazy uh, well you, you know yeah. that I, I was gonna i was just gonna ask you this because sometimes you know you know how people are in sports and in whatever in competitions because you'll see like guys post about uh you know football they go oh guys got turf toe you know you know, look at a, a, you know, a bronc rider, a bull rider, what they go through. But when I watch mm -hmm. football, when I watch football though, man, I mean, the, some of those hits and in as fast as, you know, you guys are and is big and, and that stuff is, is still, I mean, it's maybe this isn't riding a bull, but that, that those mm -hmm. are some amazing hits. I mean, there, there's some huge impacts and oh, it's, yeah. and it's repetitive. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the main thing is, is the repetitive of it. it. And, you know, and it's, I, I, I will not take anything away from a, a rough stock rider, or a bull rider, bronc rider, bareback rider. I mean, those guys are tough and right. I, I'll be the first one to say, I'm not a, <laughs> I can't ride a bull. I can't ride a bronc. Right. Right. You know, 
I'm way too big and my butt's too round. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> I, uh, it seems like when I have a horse buck with me out, out here on the ranch, I always land on my head. So, uh, I really just don't like it. And yeah. I don't want to take, I will not take anything away from those. Those guys are tougher than I'll get out and yeah. stuff. But the thing about football is the, the repetitiveness of it. Right. I mean, granted, cause I, I was one of the guys down in the trenches. And so granted you're only, you know, a foot apart. Right. And that one rep isn't that bad, right. but it's the 20th, the 30th rep the you know the 50th rep in a game yeah is what finally starts wearing on you and you know and then goes 17 weeks in a season or you know 16 weeks in a season of that yeah it starts wearing on you and then plus you know seven years of it uh it it takes its toll and uh and that's just i mean granted i got i was very fortunate and lucky to you know, play as long as I did, but you look at like guys like Antonio Gates and, and Tom Brady and those guys that are playing, you know, 18, 20 years. It's like, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, you know, Tom, you know, he's shoot one of the nicest guys going down the road, but it's like, he's found the fountain of youth somehow. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. You know? He's got the gene, don't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. But you know, he, one thing about him, he, he puts in the time, you know, off the field to make sure that his, he's at his peak performance on the field. Right. And, uh, you know, and it's just, it's, it's a physical game. It is a physical, physical game. And it's, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, you know, it's kind of like the buck and bulls and the PBR and the, you know, the PRCA right nowadays compared to, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Right. You know, it, they've just got bigger, stronger, and more athletic. Well, it's the same thing in the in the football world. I mean, athletes these days are just getting stronger, faster, and bigger. And, yeah. you know, you got a, you know, 300-pound defensive lineman that's running a four-flat 40, and it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. That guy's an athlete, you know, yeah. and he can move. So, yeah. That's impressive. Know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, like, like I mentioned, you know, I'm, I I was never good at football. I mean, you know, so I, I liked it, but I couldn't play it, you know, really. I mean, mm-hmm. as a kid, you know, I could play whatever, but I, what always drew me to like the players I always liked, I mean, I like Walt Garrison. I used to like mm-hmm. him because there was always, there's a cowboy influence in it because football's so big in Texas, you know, right, it, yeah. it's huge. And so I remember guys like Walt Garrison and, and he used to do the Copenhagen commercials and stuff, but you know, I was, always looked at him as like being a cowboy and then, I, I had the opportunity uh, when I was in junior college, the 49ers, uh, their training camp was up there at Sierra College in Rockland. And uh, mm-hmm. Russ Francis got into roping a little bit. I, I, he, I don't think he was raised a cowboy or anything. But anyway, we, we went to, uh, I think it was the Eldorado Saloon one night. They had a dummy roping contest and he was there. Um, so, I mean, I always identified with anybody that had something to do with cowboy. And that's why, you know, I always, uh, you know, was just, drawn to to you you know and because then i realized Mm -hmm. that this this dude's i mean you're legit cowboy you're a cowboy before you know you were in the nfl and raised on Mm -hmm. a ranch so i just thought that was super cool uh the other thing too is um you know you uh are ambassador for uh weatherby firearms correct uh well yeah i was there for quite a while yeah yeah oh you're not with them anymore no they they kind of 
disbanded the their whole pro team about three or four years ago. Oh, they did. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause it's still in, in, embedded in my mind, you know? Yeah. It, uh, it, it was, that was a neat little program that they had going there. It was a lot of fun. Got to meet some great people and yeah. a lot of good friendships came out of that. That was really cool. Yeah. So did, did you guys hunt a lot growing up or is it something you got into later in life or? Uh, no, always. Uh, we loved, uh, hunt a little bit on that, that ranch we grew up on was big enough where, you know, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of traffic or anything like that around. So right. we, dad, he'd load us up in the evenings and throw the 22s in the truck and we'd go shoot squirrels for an hour or, or something like that as, as much as we could. And then right. during buck season, you know, during deer season, we tried to go get a buck or, you know, my brother got one one year and then I got to try and get one the next year. And, and so that it's something, uh, that we've always loved to do together and, and, uh, really enjoyed. And, you know, football is always during the best, you know, hunting seasons. And right. so, uh, <laughs> there for a long time, I got away from it, but, uh, trying to get back, back to it now, you know, and, uh, during, during my time in the NFL, I, I picked up bow hunting and, and that, that's a rush, man. That is yeah. a lot of fun. I really enjoy the heck out of that. Yeah. So, very cool. Yeah. And, and that's something that I really, I get to enjoy with Johnny as well. You know, he's a bow hunter and right. You know, he, he kind of got me into it. And, uh, you know, when, when senior was still here, uh, John senior was still around, uh, he shot a lot of bows and he'd, he'd shoot long bows and he'd shoot compounds. And so I'd go over to the barn, got a little, uh, archery kind of course set up over here and I'd go over there and go pick his brain a little bit. And so, it was always, always a good time to just sit there and, and it's a fun activity, you know, to do, have a beer or two and shoot yeah. your bow and, and it's fun. Just enjoy yeah. it. It's kind of peaceful. Absolutely. So now are, um, when, so when is the first, the, when did you first, you know, enter, uh, you know, your first PRCA rodeo? Did you, did you fill your permit, uh, you know, certain year? Tell us about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, I think I started jumping steers in like the spring or no, it was, it was right before the Clovis rodeo. Okay. It was like two, week, two or three the Clovis rodeo, and we were getting ready to put on a steer wrestling jackpot over there. Uh, right before the open before uh james picking uh team roping right we were a uh, memorial jackpot for john senior and uh and i was like well i want to enter this you know I, right. I thought the world of john senior and i, I want to be able to enter this so uh i got a big yellow horse from a good buddy of mine clint white and uh got uh Miles switzer on the other side and we backed in the box and I just kind of went to it and, uh, uh, the first, the, the very first year I, I tried, uh, attempted to jump, he kind of fell off to the right and was going down the fence and you can hear Johnny in the background. Don't do it. <laughs> I crawled off anyway, <laughs> crawled off anyways, took a, took about two or three diggers before I finally caught one and slid him and threw him down and stuff. So, but after that, it was just, I, man, I was hooked and, uh, it was funny. I kind of, we got done practicing that day and 
I walked back up the arena and talked to Johnny. And I was like, so what do you think? You, you, you think if I practice enough in between here and the jackpot that I'll, I'll be good enough and kind of ready to enter that? He's like, let's just wait till next year. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> we can do that. We can do that. But uh, no, so those, that was the first time I, I jumped any. Uh, right. And then I kind of just kept practicing and kept, you know, slide them on the ground and I'd jump, you know, three or four every other day or, right. you know, every couple of days and, and practice through the summer. And we were coming into August and I was, you know, they're getting ready to have Santa Barbara, uh, the Fiesta days right down there. And I was like, well, Johnny, what do you think? You know, think I'm, I'm good enough to enter up and, you know, go to a couple of rodeos, think I'm ready for that. And he goes, well, there's only one way to find out just enter up and go and see what happens. So sure enough, uh, the guy's horse I was riding, Clint, uh, him and I buddied at the first couple of rodeos I went to and, uh, went to Santa Barbara, uh, was pretty lucky there. Uh, ended up winning that. The first, first PRCA rodeo I went to one Santa Barbara filled my permit, uh, went to, to hatch P ended up placing there. And there's a handful more that I, you know, I had kind of beginner's luck and right. did well at. So well, that's pretty cool to, to yeah. enter your first rodeo and win it. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I think, I, you know, steer, steer wrestling is one of those things that kind of gives me the same rush I got when I pl was playing football. Absolutely. And, you know, to go and, I mean, I'll, I'll make one run at a rodeo and I'm amped up for the next hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, the lineup of steer wrestlers are, are you know, majority of them are, are guys like you, big guys. A lot of them played college ball or played football. And, uh, you know, it, it's definitely is a big man sport. Um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, so what year was that, that you won, that you won Santa Barbara? I think that was 2017. Okay. Yeah. Pretty sure. Cause hey. I was, I was those handful of rodeos I went to that year i almost say it was like five or six that i went to right i was able to get qualified for the permit finals there and uh at south point so went over there and had some luck there and, and thought hell i'm ready to go <laughs> <laughs> so are, are you are you planning on going hard i mean is that is is that a goal to to make the nfr or it's it's definitely a goal yeah yeah uh, you know i i'd love to have a chance to make the NFR, um, and see where the cards will fall. If, if, if that opportunity presents itself, uh, right now, just kind of, um, hanging close to home. I went down to Odessa this year, right. Uh, didn't have any luck down there, but I'm going to kind of, kind of sit here close to home and, uh, fingers crossed. And hopefully some of these California road spring rodeos start opening up and, right. you know, I know they've postponed one already, um, but there's a couple more that, you know, here on the West coast are, are supposed to stand, stand true on their dates and, and go up, go on with. And, uh, so going to go to those and just 
ease around and, and, yeah. uh, get practice, you know, stay practiced up and, and see how the, the spring rodeos go and, and go from there. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. In terms of like, uh, you know, rodeo and, and just cowboy lifestyle, cowboy culture, you know, being that you're, you know, have, have been able to be in both worlds, you know, I mean, the NFL is, is the, it's the pinnacle of, uh, you know, sports in terms of, uh, you know, notoriety and, and, uh, you know, so many, uh, you know, kids aspire to that, uh, uh, you know, do you, do you see yourself, I mean, as an influence to help other, uh, you know, introduce other people that may not be familiar with, you know, rodeo or the cowboy lifestyle or, or, you know, Western culture, um, being that you've, you've come from both, uh, um, you know, I mean, I just see it as a great opportunity for you to, to utilize your experience to, to help introduce it to other people, you know, mm-hmm. that, that may not have the opportunity people that, you know, can't grow, didn't grow up on a ranch. Maybe will never be able to be on a ranch or even own a horse, but they like cowboy boots and cowboy hats. You know, we talk about that a lot on the podcast because right. so many people do, you know, and so for you, uh, to be, you know, such a, um, you know, just the, the skill set you've got to play the NFL and now in the PRCA, I mean, that, that's a, it's impressive, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm yeah. trying to say. It's what I'm trying to say there, but I'm just, I'm, well, trying, I'm trying to put you on the spot, I guess. <laughs> I, 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 exactly. I, I think that's what you're, you're, you're asking me about, you know, I, I've always tried to be a positive ambassador in, in both worlds. You know, right. uh, I was at Salinas one year uh, when I was in college, I was still, I uh, just, I think I was in, going into my junior year of college and, uh, I was sitting at Salinas at a, at a U.S. roping and my dad introduced me to Jack Roddy yes. and Jack Roddy is a big man like me and, yes. and, uh, like my dad. And he, he'd kind of showed my dad a few things, uh, in this to steer wrestling and stuff when he was rodeoing a little bit. And Jack told me, he goes, kid, you're going to go a long way if you just always wear a nice shirt, never fail to say hi and sign an autograph and always shake everybody's hands. Yeah. Like just, he goes, you'll go a long way. And so that's kind of one thing I've tried to, uh, kind of necessarily live by, but just kind of follow and always be nice to whoever I meet and, and just be a positive ambassador for, for the NFL and for the Western lifestyle. Right. You know, um, when I was playing football, I didn't sh- showcase a lot of, you know, the, Hey, I, I team rope, I jackpot, I do all this just cause right. you know, during football season, that's what I was focused on. That's my job. Exactly. You know, right now, um, necessarily, I'm not a cowboy, I'm a football player. And right. so that's what I focused on, but I'd come into practice wearing, wearing my boots and Wranglers at the time and, or, you know, uh, jeans and you know had my belt buckle on. I always had my belt buckle on and right, right and stuff like that so guys would ask about it and you know you'd kind of educate them and they're like what and then doesn't it hurt hurt the animals or you know aren't, aren't the you know they everybody's mean to the animals right. like no they're they're athletes too like they're yeah. taking just as good a care as us uh as we are you know like we you know i can't perform if my horse isn't feeling right, you know? Right. So if, if something's wrong with him, you know, he doesn't give me the good, a good go, then I don't, you know, I don't succeed. So I was like, I, 
I want my horse feeling outstanding and, and I want him to have better care than I do, you right. know, just cause he's, he's my partner in there in it and stuff. So, you know, it was, it's always good to kind of educate people that didn't really know right. that side of it, you know, how much love we have for our animals. Right. You know, even these beef cows out here in the pasture, you know, it's like, I'm not out there petting on them every day, but gosh, dang it. We're, we feed every morning. We're going through, we're looking at them. If, you know, if something's wrong, we get that cow in, right. get her doctor, get her feeling better so she can take care of her baby and yep. raise him up. And so we, you know, a cow, the cow or horse or, you know, kind of whatever animal you're raising, if they don't feel good, they're not going to perform well. And so right. we always want them, you know, want them feeling good and, and looking good and, you know, we are in California. So this is where the happy cows come from. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, you mentioned Jack Roddy too. I, I, I just got to say this in everything, like you were explaining that he told you to do and just the advice mm -hmm. he gave you, he exemplified that because uh, we live not that far from Jack up there in, in out of Brentwood for a while. Well, quite a while actually. And, and I'll, I'll never forget one time we were at a roping in, in Paso Robles and my horse threw a shoe and, and so I needed, I needed a mount like right in the middle of the rope. And, and it was a, I think it was a, a, a USTRCA deal, but I remember his wife, Donna, uh, cause of a good friend of mine, PJ Jacob mm -hmm. brands, he knew him and he goes, yep. well, we were talking to them and she goes, Oh yeah, ride my horse, you know? And that's kind of people, you know, they are. And it just, uh, uh, you know, again, he's another guy that when you said that, um, mm -hmm. he's a big guy too, you know? Yeah. And, uh, he has a yeah. great, great presence and, uh, and just very, yeah, that's what's so cool too about, you know, the, the, the rodeo world, the team roping world and stuff is, uh, the people you meet and, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a very cool, uh, cool deal. It, yeah, it really is. And, and I, I totally agree. I, I think the world of Jack and Donna, they're such great people and man, I love them to death. And, uh, but you, you know, you talk about the Western world and, you know, it's, very big, but very small. Right. In a, in a sense that, you know, you got good people out there that will such like Jack and Donna that would, right. you know, let anybody ride their horse or, you yep. know, if they needed the shirt off their back, they'd give it to them. And, yep. and, you know, getting to travel, uh, across the United States in both football and, and rodeo, it's like, I've got to meet some very nice people. Right. And, you know, I've made some friendships that, you know, are going to last a long time. Yeah. And it's just, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing. It definitely is. I really enjoy it. Well, Hey Bear, I got to ask you, I got my three questions. I ask everybody favorite brand of cowboy hat. Resist all resist all. We live it every day. Live it every day. I, I love my resist alls. I mean, I love Dustin Noblet and Ricky Bolin and everybody at the resist all Com company. And, uh, you know, uh, Devin Markham, who's, uh, married my sister-in-law. He works for resist all and just such a great guy and such a, a great company to be a part of, you yeah. know, and really just cool. really, really embodies the Western lifestyle. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The black gold. That's uh that's uh, the black gold is a, uh, uh, yep. it's an icon in, in, in the rodeo world. That's for sure. 
really is what I'm wearing right yeah. now. That's what I'm really doing in right now. So <laughs> yep. No doubt. I love it. How about boots? Got a favorite brand of boots? Boots, Ariat. Ariat from the from the neck down. From the neck down. I I love them. I love how their clothes fit and how comfortable their boots are. Yeah. Oh man, they're just you you slide them on, they feel like you're wearing a pair of slippers. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. Well, you know, well, I've talked about this before too, is, is Ariad has really infused technology into, into mm-hmm. the, into their brand and they've influenced all these other uh, boot makers uh, because, you know, many for years, boots just had like leather insole in them. And right, yeah. I, I always say that Ariad put Nike technology into their boots. And mm-hmm. so um, other boot companies now, put insoles in just because area does because it actually is more comfortable and it's more ergonomically uh you know sound and correct so uh, yeah they've, they've done a sure. great they've done a great job they've done a yeah. great job with that brand that's for sure mm-hmm. yeah they have i back in the like you said back in the day when it was just the leather leather insoles and stuff like that i, I kind of credit that for building up building up my feet because i never had any issues when i was playing football with with different cleats or anything like that or getting blisters and like there'd right. be some guys that would be out for weeks with you know because their cleats hurt their feet and man i never had that but yeah. uh i just from wearing boots and stuff all the time and running around as a kid with barefooted out on the ranch yeah yeah but no i as far as boots go i mean i don't i don't know how you get any better than Ariat. they're they're so comfortable and durable yeah. i've had a hard time wearing mine out yeah what size shoe do you wear anyway being six five six, I, six. I wear a 15 a 15 so yeah hard gotta, to find that just on on the sales rack <laughs> yeah well you you'd have what my mom would call a good understanding yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. How, how about cowboy movies you got a favorite cowboy movie western oh man i growing up i i don't know how many vhs cassette player tapes i wore out of the cowboys yeah i'd watch that movie when i was a little kid i watch it two three times a day yeah you know hardy fibs and yeah mike pyatt and those guys yeah and you know i've, I've been very fortunate to meet both those guys and yeah uh, you know fun little story you know I, i've i've only fanned out twice in my my lifetime <laughs> once when i was four i was in fourth grade and i got to meet clay o'brien cooper at caldwell for the first time oh my gosh yeah i was just like oh yeah <laughs> oh my god and second time was my rookie year at san francisco i got to meet jerry rice and that was, i don't know it was just it was really cool that he came and talked to us and it's like oh my god that's jerry rice <laughs> so uh I'd say the Cowboys is probably my favorite favorite Western, but I mean, I like I like football movie sports movies as well, and and a little bit of everything. And so, I like the replacements with Keanu Reeves. That's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Any given Sunday. That's oh a, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Good one. Uh, but I mean, you can't as far as Western goes. Cowboys, Lonesome Dove. Yeah uh tombstone yeah uh even Wyatt Earp, you know yeah i like what with kevin cosner i think that's a good one yep so uh just any of them i like yeah. them all yeah uh, but I'll, I'll tell you that the the cowboys has a definite uh you know 
place in my heart too. That's uh, that that's just uh, one of the greatest ever, especially when you're when you're younger in, in the first time you see it. Because I mean, it's been around a long time, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I've I've gotten better at not you know being a fanboy. Like if you listen to my earlier podcasts, I'm like just like freaked out when I meet some of these people. Like if I had you on earlier on, I would have like really been all squirreled out but i've got i've got a little more under control so i don't act so dorky but i gotta say <laughs> the first time i i saw cleo o'brien in person it was actually at the george Strait, and yeah. he was i was walking and he was sitting on his horse and you know meeting him he is very quiet soft-spoken i mean just mm-hmm. th- this guy is his personality just exudes calmness to me and i yeah. remember i walked up and i looked up at him and I'm like starstruck and I'm not saying anything. And then he's just like, you know, how you doing? You know, and I'm, I yeah. can hardly even talk, but anyway, that's, yeah. that's the first time I ever got to see him. And, and it was just amazing because, you know, my, I just envisioned him, you know, flanking that little calf in the arena, oh. in, in the round pen with John Wayne, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, uh, and you'll do. Yeah, you'll do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's uh. so great. Um, funny thing is, is your reaction when you first met him was my same reaction when I met him. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then not to mention, you know, he, he's a seven time world champion, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. One of the nicest guys you'll meet. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Well, Hey bear. Hey man, it's, we're, we're coming up on the hour and I, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate you coming on, man. I'm, I'm so glad to, to, to have you on and talk with you. You know, I was so excited when I met you and I got our picture taken and, and I yeah. cherish, I cherish that picture because I literally, I, I think my head comes up to your belt line, but uh, <laughs> anyway, um, oh, you're taller than that. <laughs> yeah. Not much, not much. I'm, I'm fine. I told you I'm five foot seven, but I, I look, uh, I look taller except when I'm standing next to you. But, uh, uh, anyway, Hey, but I, I look forward to, to, to meeting you someday in person, you know, um, especially yep. these, these rodeos and stuff and ropes get open back up. I don't know if you ever make it out to Wickenburg. That's where we're at right now. We live up here and, and there's oh, yeah. so many, I mean, it, you know, it's rope and capital of the world team rope and capital. So. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, I know into February we'll be heading down to Yuma. Are you? Okay. And then hopefully Scottsdale, uh, at some point I, I, from what I understand right now, I'm pretty sure Scottsdale is going to go on with theirs. So that'll gotcha. be good. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll be, be out that way. Yeah, well, maybe I'll see you at Scottsdale. You bet. That'd be great. That'd be great, man. And Dan, thank you very much for having me on here. I sure appreciate it. Uh, Come on and talk with you for a while. And and, uh, man, it's just been outstanding. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it, Bear. And uh, and we'll we'll talk soon. Okay, that sounds great. All right, man. Take care. You too. Have a good one. legendary men sons of the desert and riders on the wind I got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me I ain't got much but I'm free I've always been one to do it my own way I'm making my living between the saddle and the stage I don't know nobody nothing Everything I got's my own Some say I'm just a band to the bone I'm a cowboy
brand new set of strings From the radio to the rodeo I'm gonna do my thing I don't compromise on nothing What you see is what you get I may be broken busted <laughs> But they ain't killed me yet I'm a cow 